So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldus Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley for the final time as he'll be back on Monday. But welcome to today's version of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com and brought to you by Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we'll talk to the president of Canada Beef about an over $3 million investment in the Canadian beef industry from the federal government and also about the recently extended agri-stability program plus much more, including the farm weather in its normal spot. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Wallace Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778 and brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your water well wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada is investing $3.6 million in the country's beef industry. The investment is to ensure the beef industry has the necessary resources to seize new export opportunities to remain competitive and continue to be sustainable with economic growth. The investment is under the Agri-Marketing Program and Canadian Beef President Michael Young explains more about the investment. We've been working with them for many years now so they're a valuable partner and um yeah, it's going to come in real handy. We're, um, we've got a lot of opportunities and a lot of challenges in the export marketplace. And, you know, as you know, um, the decaying cattle and beef sector is an important part of, of Canada's economy. And, uh, you know, we, we export between 40 and 45 percent of our production. So, uh, you know, we're a very active export uh, partner out there. Uh, so partnering with, uh, with Canada in this way really helps us to, to leverage both checkoff dollars from farmers and ranchers, you know, with, um, with the Canadian government. And the money's going towards seizing new export opportunities, remaining competitive and sustaining economic growth. But what exactly will the money kind of be, be going towards? That's a great question, Tanner. So, um, you know, essentially, the, the way this money is offered is they don't write us a check. We, we submit a plan um, that makes sense to them and is also part of our plan moving forward. We then um, implement the tactics and initiatives accordingly, and then we submit a claim back, um, and then they will fund uh, el- you know, eligible expenses under that plan, under that mandate, which is, which is perfect. So we're leveraging exactly 50-50 on this. Uh, we don't get the money unless we can spend it. And um, the investment primarily is used for, you know, increasing the awareness of the Canadian beef brand, supporting both clients 
in Canada who are producing Canadian beef and then shipping it and investing with their with their customers on a global basis. So all of this funding uh, must be spent in the export marketplace. It cannot be used in the domestic market. So it's 100% used in the export market. We have a set of um, uh, tactics and initiatives that uh, you know we've proposed that uh, that we are we are going to do in the marketplace, and it supports things like. Um, sales promotions in the food service sector, in the retail sector. Uh, a big part of it is used in uh, trade show uh, type situations where we'll bring in clients from Canada and we'll, we'll put on a show in one of these large global shows. So allowing, allowing Canadian processors to be in our booth, to be halfway around the world to showcase their products. So that it's, it's used in that way. We also use it to, to fund our, the resources that support the Canadian beef value proposition. So it's important to us that that consumers around the world know that they're what they're getting when they get that Canadian beef. You know, halfway around the world, and that's important. Uh, you know, because it goes it's beyond the it's beyond the box value. Really, it's what do you get behind every single pound or kilo of Canadian beef? So we have a a delivery system. We look at the nutritional components. We look at the quality of our grading system, you know, that's what sets Canadian beef aside. So a lot of this funding is used to invest in the communication of that information to the consumers and the clients. And to do that, you've got to reach them in two separate ways. There's there's a business-to-business approach, you know, talking to an importer-distributor, and then there's also a, a business-to-consumer approach. So what does that consumer need to hear about about um, Canadian beef, you know, so to, so that's part of their, uh, you know, part of their decision-making process halfway around the world. So, I mean, we work, a lot of the clients are, are already known to us. For instance, we have a great partnership with Costco in Japan. Uh, they're a great supporter of Canadian product, both pork and beef, actually. We've got a new relationship with uh, Costco in Spain, for instance. So it's quite diverse. So the money will be invested with uh, tactics that we've already submitted. They include, again, uh, retail food service promotion, development, distribution of of resources to support uh, the communication of the Canadian beef brand, uh, and then also uh, the ability to work with our client partners directly with um, what they're doing um, you know, in markets of that, that are important to them. We will have more from our chat with Michael Young. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6 Inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Prairie Co op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituma, Lipton, and Strasburg. Following a $3.5 million investment in Canadian beef, Canada President, Canada Beef President Michael Young talks about some of the challenges the industry is currently facing. You know, I'll use chilled beef, which is fresh beef, as an example. You know, getting that halfway around the world, especially nowadays with some of the um, container slowdowns in China, is an expensive venture. So uh, we are in the grain-fed business, grain-fed beef business, which is a premium quality product. Uh, There's a limited amount of suppliers in the world that we compete with, but they're quite diligent and we run into them in every single market, including Canada that, um, you know, so we, 
essentially, you know, it's the Americans, the Australians, and now the Mexicans are actually getting quite aggressive out there. So, um, you know, we offer uh, an excellent product for for very good value. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, brand equity is something uh, you, you earn. You don't just buy it, you must earn it. So um, that's really what the investments are made uh, for. It's, it's um, reinforcing the brand and communicating to those end-user customers, whether it's an end-user customer or whether it's an end-user consumer, you know, what they're getting and why is Canadian beef uh, a good value, you know, and why does it taste so good. So we communicate the grading system. Um, the challenges out there are that, um, you know, we've got some pretty good competitors out there. And to be honest with you, they're, they're extremely well-funded in their promotion activities. So, you know, especially, uh, you know, American beef is very well-funded. We see them in every market, and they put up an excellent product. So, you know, we compete against them in every market of interest uh, for the Canadian supply partners. And for cattle producers here in Saskatchewan and, and even farther across the country, what does this funding mean for them? You know, so we, we, we export between 40 and 45% of our products worldwide. And a lot of people think it's either, you know, it's the same product leaving Canada as we're exporting. And sometimes it is, but most times it's not. So a lot of these items, they contribute to the cutout. They have a higher value uh, in somewhere else than they do in Canada. Some of them aren't even utilized in Canada. So if we didn't have an export market for them to go to, then uh, the, the animal itself would actually be worth less in the marketplace without the ability to access those markets around the world. So the export contribution is important. Uh, it's an important part of the cutout. Any processor will tell you that having options to sell your product is, is absolutely key for your future because conditions can change very, very quickly in terms of market access, weather, geopolitical influences there's a lot of things that can can shut down a market that's open all of a sudden it becomes dysfunctional and and all of a sudden you've got you've got product to move and and nowhere to go so you know the goal behind a healthy export marketplace is to have all kinds of options as to where that product can go you may have to lower your price a little not to go to the optimum market but you'll still have a market for it to go it doesn't have to go maybe into storage or be reduced at a, at a very, very low price. So uh, the, the, the return back to producers is having these viable markets. And right now, for instance, the, the export demand is extremely strong. So there has been a, there's a bump in, in beef prices that uh, you're, you're probably seeing now. A big part of that is the export demand because, you know, we know beef right now is quite expensive. You know, we're looking at, you know, near record high prices in North America. That's affecting a lot of the domestic prices and we have seen you know a reduction in in domestic consumption based on the price however uh, because we've got strong connections and great markets set up in the export marketplace we have options for for that product to be cleared and that's really what's important so long term a good solid and healthy export marketplace uh, provides uh, a home for all the all the beef that Canada can produce that was the president of Canada Beef, Michael Young. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. 
From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio, Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM. And it's time for another episode of the Beef Market Update with Ann Wasco the Gateway Livestock Exchange. Let, let's start off with the cash trade. Uh, how are we making it? Okay, well, another kind of chop-chop in the U.S., uh, in the South, 140, and Texas, uh, Kansas, uh, kind of steady with last week. We continue to see the northern area, the Nebraska regions, trade stronger. They were up about 2 bucks this week, 144 to 148. And what that's basically showing us, Sean, is that's where the supplies are tightening up the quickest. The big on-feed numbers are in the south. The north is tightening up, and we're starting to see that that spread um, widen out some more. So that happened again this week. So steadied a little bit stronger in the north. The cutout is kind of just um, chopping sideways, lost a little bit over the last few weeks. Most are still thinking as we roll into May and June when seasonally it peaks that it could still, you know, turn the corner and peak, perk up a little bit, but it has run into some, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been a little bit on the weak side. And again, partly because the kills have been so large, there's lots of, lots of beef in the system. Here to Western Canada, we were, we did finally see the, the dress price up about three to five dollars from last week. So most of the trade and the most of this happened on Wednesday was 280 to 284 delivered. So I'd call that, um, like I say, three to five higher dressed than a week ago. So our average live kind of equivalent price is kind of up, be up in the, the high 160s. Um, approaching probably coming around 169 this week. Um, the other news I just wanted to update on um, as far as on feed numbers and whatnot, we did have a U.S. report out um, last Friday, and it did show cattle on feed numbers on April 1 up 2%. That was a bit of a surprise. Most were thinking it would be even down a half a percent. So this number, Sean, is the largest on feed number um, since this report started in 1996 um, that, that we've seen for April 1. Uh, placements, even though they were down a half a percent in March, the industry had originally expected them to be down 8%. So that's where the kind of the bearish surprise came in. And that's, you know, you know, really kind of what tied into the futures earlier this week in terms of some, some negative um, losses in, especially in live cattle futures. And then of course, all week long, we've seen stronger corn prices, you know, really playing havoc with the feeder cattle futures market. So, in a nutshell, this report confirmed we've got, you know, big supplies still ahead of us. You know, we had a kind of a tighter supply here in the spring in the U.S., but there's bigger on-feed numbers um, this summer, which is normal, but it also tells us that we need to prepare for a pretty seasonal price trend this yeah. summer, which will, will be lower, right? And, and typically, every year is different, but typically, how much of a lull is it from this point? Like what's, is there like an well, average number that you would like, you know, you would sort of ballpark? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the futures are kind of uh, reflecting that, you know, from where we sit today in the, in the, in the four, you know, the forties, one forties for, for cash trade today into the thirties, you know, by the time we get into the summertime. So quite, you know, over the years, we talk about a 14% change from spring high to summer low or, or fall low. It could happen later this year. There's lots of cattle on feed, so it's going to take some time to clean up. So that's kind of the number that, you know, historically we'd use, but the futures are already reflecting that. If you, you know, if a person wants to, well, how low is it going to get this summer? Well, go and go and look at the June and August futures, and that's going to give you an idea what the trade's thinking. Well, we are we are entering May, which is you know Canadian May long weekend. We got Memorial Day in the U.S., so we we definitely have enough supply <laughs> for for people to chew through. And but that 
boy, I'll tell you what, you go to the grocery store, beef's expensive, like relatively speaking. Um, the people are, I guess, d- demand is keeping up, or do we have any, like, we're, we're the latest on that. Yeah, no, demand is keeping up. And, and I think we talked about this a couple of weeks ago and, and, you know, through May and June, you mentioned those holidays, Mother's Day, Father's Day, we've got, you know, lots of, uh, and, and I think, you know, people will be looking to, to get those barbecues out and dusted off as we get into some better weather. Um, so I, you know, most are still thinking that we're going to get some of that demand improvement in May and June. Mm-hmm. The concern more is post that in this, as we get into the dog days of summer, as we call it in the hot ones, um, and these high prices, you know, is that, is that going to temper demand? And I suspect it will be, but I will counter with this comment. It's not just beef that's up from a percentage perspective. You've got everything up, um, whether it's chicken, pork, or, you know, everything up at the counter in terms of a percentage change from a year ago. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866 and Moose Jaw Truck Shop. The number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in at no appointment necessary or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Today, there's a mix of sun and clouds with a 30% chance of showers and a high of 16. Tonight, the 30% chance of showers continues with a low of plus 3. Tomorrow, it's cloudy with a high of 15 and a low of minus 4. Sunday, it's sunny with a high of 15 and a low of 0. Monday, sunny with a high of 19 and a low of plus 4. And on Tuesday, it's sunny once again with a high of 19 and a low of plus 2. The normal high for today is 16 degrees and the normal low is 1 degree. Sunrise was at 5.37 this morning and sunset is set for 8.14 tonight. Around the province at this hour, in Estevan and Yorkton, it's plus 9, Swift Current plus 13, Moose Jaw plus 10, Weyburn plus 11, and in Regina, it's plus 12. We'll be back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions. From Gowan, Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, McDougal Auctions, Com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems, expect the best. The federal and provincial governments have announced that the agri-stability enrollment deadline for this year has been extended to June 30th. The extension will help producers manage the impact of avian influenza, current market disruptions, increased expenses, and production challenges facing many farm operations. Jeff Morrow, the acting president for the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation talked more about the extended deadline. Really the main driver behind the extension is to give producers more time to consider how agri-stability could fit into their risk management strategy. And I'd say that the main driver for the extension was the uh, discovery of avian influenza um, in Saskatchewan and other provinces uh, across the country. And that was the the main driver uh, for that extension. And again, just to give producers more time to consider how agri-stability can help. You guys have extended the deadline for the past couple of years due to the pandemic. 
in that extension time, do you guys see more people taking advantage of the program and using the program as opposed to when the normal deadline is, you know, April 30th? Our participation has been fairly steady over the last few years. I think we do see, you know, some uptake when we do give this, you know, extra time for producers to consider uh, agri-stability and how it can fit. Um, So we do see, uh, I think, an uptick in our participation when we have given a bit more time uh, in our recent past. And for those who maybe aren't aware on what the criteria is and how to apply, can you just kind of uh, explain that? So, so maybe I'll start with um, the enrollment piece. So that's the first thing that we need from producers. And uh, the, to enroll in AgriStability, to signal your intention that you want to participate in the program, uh, we've made it fairly simple for producers. Um, it's, uh, it's really a five-minute conversation. can be done over the phone where we need some information about your operation, the commodities you intend to grow, that kind of a thing. And there's a few ways you can do that. You can call any one of our 21 customer service offices, go on our website, request a callback, or call the AgriStability call center. Um, once we have you enrolled, uh, we build uh, a historical financial profile for your farm that's called a reference margin. And the way AgriStability works is if your program year margin, so in the case of what we're talking about this year, 2022, uh, if your 2022 program year margin falls below 70% of that historical financial profile that we have built for you that's based on your individual history, then you would be eligible for a payment under the AgriStability program. And what is the importance of having the AgriStability program available for people? You know, the AgriStability program is, is uh, you know, it's a whole farm program that covers a lot of things that can happen on a farm, you know, from uh, production challenges, um, from, you know, increased expenses for inputs, or, you know, uh, market disruption. So there's, it does cover a lot of uh, things that can impact the bottom line on a farm. Um, and like I said, it's individualized to, to each each farm based on their financial uh, profile. Uh, so I think that's that's the importance here. Is that another um, tool that producers can use in a in a pretty comprehensive suite of, of risk management programs. Is there anything else you want to add? I think the the just to reiterate the the ease of enrollment for for producers to consider um, uh, the agri program and how it might fit for their operation. It's uh, that 360 degree coverage uh, for the for the for the farm. It covers. All sectors, um, obviously, um, and just um, you know that ease of enrollment. Contact any one of our offices. Contact our toll-free. Go to our website, and uh, we can get uh, producers uh, signed up for this for this program. That was Jeff Morrow, the acting president of the Saskatchewan Crop Insurance Corporation. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture today on the Source 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Dagelman Industries. Look to Dagelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market in Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. It seems that the southeast corner of the province can't catch a break this April as the Water Security Agency is warning of potential overland flooding in the extreme southeast corner of the province late this week and next week. Sherry Roberts, a crop extension specialist in the Weyburn area, said that the moisture will be a good thing. I think that majority of them will be okay. There's still some space left in some of the dugouts and in some of the creeks. You can see that there's maybe six to eight and some inches a, a foot yet on, on the banks of, of some of the creeks down there. The big thing is 
that area was extremely dry. There was a pocket of real bad dryness down there last year. And they had, we had uh, producers, their wells were dry. Their, their dugouts had gone dry and they were hauling water. Their sloughs were all, all dried up. There was a real water shortage down in that corner. Yes, this, these last few storms, and even if we get one over this weekend, they're not quite sure how it's going to track because, you know, weather you never can predict. But if it, if it does hit there again, they have a little bit of wiggle room yet. But the fields themselves, most of the moisture that they've gotten, it's, it's soaked right in because we've been lucky. We've had the cold, you know, nights so that you haven't had a rapid melt. But the majority of that snow that they had it is gone now. There's some still left in the fields around the Redverse area from Redverse over to the Manitoba border. But if you go west of there, it's just about gone in all of the fields. You will find it in the ditches where they, ha- they have still got ditches left. There, there is snow in them. But all in all, I think, and I, and I know for the guys that really like to be out there, that, hey, I, I'm in the field by the end of, of, of April, and, and I got, you know, so much done already. I think that it, it's a positive and, and, and not a negative because now just about everywhere in the southeast, I'm sure everywhere in the southeast, they're going to be able to seed into moisture. That moisture is going to be there to get their crop off to a good start. Yes. It's keeping the ground a little cooler for a little longer. But you know what? It doesn't take too many days uh, of some nice warm temperatures, which are are predicted to come here, and things can turn around really fast, and they can be out in those fields before we we realize it and before they even realize it. And though farmers will be seeding a little later than usual, the added moisture is actually just going to kind of counteract maybe a a late start. You know, so so many guys, they they like to look at the calendar and say, oh, well, you know, I'm usually in the field by this date. It, it's always what are the good seeding conditions, and, and we're fortunate because there are other parts of the province that haven't gotten the moisture, and they are worried about seeding into dry conditions. So the guys down in the southeast should be very happy like they were last year. I think that we will have another good growing season if the moisture that we've gotten this winter keeps up and things look very positive. You look at the, the commodity prices, and now with this additional moisture, and they don't have to worry about, you know, where am I going to get my water for spraying? It's there now in that dugout, and it's nice, fresh water, you know, because we've had good good rain and, and, and good snow melt. So uh, all in all, yes, they're delayed. Yes, they lost some electricity for a few days, that area down in the southeast. But from a production standpoint, agronomically, it was probably one of the best things that could happen to them. The area of concern extends from Highway 1 South to the United States border and from Highway 47 East to the Manitoba border. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source 620 CKRM. Tanner Waldo Scribner filling in for Jim Smalley. Your Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Talman. Got a project at the cottage, cabin, or lake house? Freeze Talman delivers building supplies all around southern Saskatchewan. Visit freezecalman.com. Looking at the market, Durham at 551, feed barley 362, canola down just about 4 points to 1139, flax down 78 points to 1212, lentils 932, oats 391, yellow peas 628, feed wheat 378, and one red spring wheat down just about 7 points to 518. We'll be right back with the Livestock Quotes after this. It's the Livestock Reports on The Source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn at 842-4574. Now here are the latest Livestock Quotes. 
This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Musha, 875 at our Tuesday pre-start. These top quality grass cattle continuing to sell strong demand. Another 450 cows here on Thursday. Cow market was maybe a little softer here this week, but we did have some exceptionally good cows here last week. Good cows, a dollar three to fourteen. Sale to a dollar eighteen and a quarter. The hay-fed cows, ninety-two to a dollar two. Here's what happened at the Tuesday pre-sort. 584-pound red and black steers. They come from Steve May out there at Park Bay, 239 and 50. 702 weight red and black steers at 220 and a quarter. Into the heifers, 49 little red and black heifers, 526 at 220. 608 tans at two bucks and a quarter. 29 tan heifers, 766 at 183 and 50. We had 844 weight red breeding heifers at 185 and a half. 873 weight black heifers. They came from the Campbells at Mortlack at 170. Next sale here is Thursday, May 5th at 8.30. For more market information, give Heartland Musha a call at 692-2385. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Coming up next, it's the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit secondlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid in Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco Land Rollers and tillage equipment. With a market wrap-up for the week, we talked to Commodity Futures Advisor at PI Financial, Adam Piccolo. Starting off on the canola front, the July canola futures increased approximately $25 a ton. So fairly strong week today as we're talking, down about $6 a ton, but still holding above that 1200 mark. On the Minneapolis wheat front, the July contract increased approximately $0.04 cents a bushel uh, here today on Friday. We're giving up some of the weekly gain, though, uh, down about $0.15 cents on the day here at 11.75. So a few different things this week to discuss. The first, Stats Canada came out on Tuesday, and they pegged our 2022 canola plantings at 20.9 million acres. That's down 7% from last year and 6% below the five-year average and a bit lighter than analysts' expectations. I'm not sure if that uh, is quite accurate at this point, given the price of canola. I think, I don't know if necessary plantings will be down, but uh, we will see if that uh, is the case. On the markets, the TSX is down 125 points. The Dow Jones is down 508. Oil is up 58 cents to $105.94 per barrel. And the Canadian dollar is up two one-hundredths of a cent to just over 78 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune into the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges that growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. I've been Tanner Wallace-Scribner. Jim Smile will be back with you on Monday. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.